Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hi, Mama. Welcome back to another episode of Emotionally Healthy Legacy. Today, I have a guest with us. Her name is Kelsey Bryant, and she is a clinical exercise physiologist. She helps Christian women conquer their body and connect with the Holy Spirit. And we'll be talking about things today about taking care of our physical body and how that is important for us as Christians to do that. So Kelsey, welcome. I am so glad that you are here. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your story, how you got on this journey. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having me. As she mentioned, I am Kelsey Bryant. I'm a clinical exercise physiologist and a podcast host myself. I host the Fit Christian Woman podcast. I've been doing that now for a few years, and I train women out of my home studio. Before that, I worked in a hospital setting as a clinical exercise physiologist. And if some of you are wondering really what that means, It means that I have a master's degree in everything health and fitness related. I understand how the body um, moves and all the internal changes during exercise and really how I use exercise or I've been trained to use exercise as a mean to kind of like exercise as medicine and a way to utilize the tool of health and fitness and exercise into our daily lives to help prevent diseases and combat um, any diseases, prevent diseases as well. So I've loved it. I've always been physically active my whole life, starting in sports as a small child and then continuing on up. Um, I was first introduced to kind of like a personal training setting as a Pilates instructor. So I'm certified Pilates instructor as well and um, have kind of just grown into the love of it. And now I just want to help Christian women find their way because health is so individual. And I think that there's so much misinformation online. That's why I tried to bring it from the clinical perspective as well, because there's so many fad diets or quick ways or you know things out there screaming at you, do this and you'll lose 30 pounds in a month. And it just isn't really great information or, or it's taking us down a detrimental path for our long-term health. And we have to think not only just in the next month, if we want to lose weight, but you know what the next 30 years look like. And it's really important. So I help mamas create this lifestyle change that sets them up not only for the now and, but for the future as well. Yeah, I really like how you're saying like a lifestyle change because it's a lifestyle to 
prioritize taking care of your body physically and moving your body. And I know that for me, I feel like I've been in seasons in my life where I do prioritize it. And I know it makes me feel so good. Like physically, I like how I feel. And then like, even how like my body looks, you know, and then I mentally feel so much better, but I, I personally still struggle with like prioritizing it and seeing it as very important. So let's talk about that because I think a lot of women, and I know some of the women that listen to me, they are Christian women. And I think in the Christian community that I grew up in, um, taking care of your body and like feeding your body well, wasn't really, um, like there wasn't much light shined on it. It was more like, oh, it's a worldly thing. We need to focus on our spiritual, our relationship with God. There wasn't much focus on the physical aspect of taking care of our body, moving in and eating healthy. And there's so many people that I know in the circle I grew up that have a bunch of health issues and they're praying for them to just go away, yet they are enabling it to continue because they're not doing anything different. They're still eating really unhealthy foods. They're still sitting there on the couch and not moving their body and expecting God to do his part while they're not doing theirs. Okay, so let's talk on this because I think this is like such an important topic and let's dissect that a little bit and you tell me your thoughts about this. Sure, I mean, this is what I love. Um, And Elizabeth, I think you're so right when you shared just like, you know, there's been times in your life where you've made it a priority and, um, you know, you felt and you looked great and, and you were just secure in that. Because I think a lot of women can remember those times, maybe pre-baby um, or pre-multiple children, or even with your first, even I, I only have two children and I can just see the difference in the demands of them needing me present um, with just two children. So I can imagine when you have four or more um, that it, it becomes a little bit of more of, of a of a constraint to make it a priority. But that's what I I try to really help and encourage because health can mold with you. It can look different at each style. And I just really stress that taking that time to get physical, be physical, not only helps you for now and for the future, but it also helps you be a better mama. I think a better Christian gives you more time um, to just kind of give yourself some self-care so you can pour out to everyone. And it's really important. And then when you dived into that, sometimes Christians can neglect the physical health um, and and really focus just on on the spiritual health. Let me, let me kind of talk to you about my methodology and how really it is more about alignment than it is a balancing act. It's not so many times we think, it's kind of one or the other. It's either I eat healthy and go to the gym or I have no downtime to watch Netflix. And really it's more of uh, an alignment than it is a balancing act. And the alignment really comes from body, soul, and spirit, where we, if, if we're in proper alignment, we're letting the spirit lead because we know that that's our connection. That's our connection to God. That is how we want to live under his will and his life. So that is our spiritual connection that comes, comes first. And then in the alignment comes our soul, which is kind of like our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then under that comes our body. So it's still very important and we just need to get them in proper alignment. Many times we're out of alignment. Um, we can, we can just neglect our body 
And then we wonder why we're sitting with disease and different things. I mean, the Bible tells us, right? First Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 tells us that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and we need to honor God with our bodies. So we can't neglect them altogether, but we also can't idolize them, right? The body's not meant to lead. We're not supposed to give in to all the temptations of hunger or the the food that we want or the indulgences. That's supposed to come last. Our our leader is God. Our leader is spiritual health. And then everything comes under that. But when we neglect our body, we really get into a world of hurt because now where's our focus? If we neglect our body, our focus is now on um maybe running over to the doctor's appointments or to, to the medication or however to continue to heal us because we've kind of missed doing our part, but it's never, you're, you're never too old. It's never too late to start exercising at any age. So know that if you're sitting here and you're thinking, man, I have neglected my health. Just know that you can start right now today, making healthier choices and you will reap the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you. I totally agree. I know that for me as a mom, fitting in exercise sometimes feels like a chore and Mm -hmm. it feels like, oh my goodness, I'm not doing anything productive. Um, I feel like I'm wasting time, even though I, I know in the back of my head, I know it's important. I know it's good for me, but it feels like, oh my gosh, I could be doing so much more other things, you know, for my family. So let's talk about like practical things that mamas can do who have kids that they can fit in exercise and exercise. I believe that feels good for their body because I personally, I'm not a cardio person. And if you tell me to do cardio, I'd be like, I will avoid it as much as I can, but I love to go on a walk. I like to do yoga. I like to do Pilates. I like to do stretching. You know, I do like a little bit of weight training, but nothing like super heavy. But if it's like hit intensive things, it's like my body right away is like, nope, I, I like, I naturally just so much resistance toward it, towards it. So how can we as moms prioritize it without feeling like it's not productive or waste of time and like, and doing it in a way that feels good to us. Sure. Well, I think that you mentioned already really clear how, you know, you don't prefer like a hit training or you don't prefer, prefer long cardio. If there's other mamas out there, then find a way of exercise that you do. Like you mentioned, you like yoga and Pilates, like all these things count moving our bodies to where we feel good. Um, going on the walk, I always try to start my clients if they're not doing any exercise just to start with walking um, because it's gentle and because it's so accessible. You can walk at anywhere. You don't have to go have a gym membership to go and walk. And you can also push strollers or have your children riding their bikes, even with the training wheels. Like it can become a family affair. So if you're not doing anything and you're wondering where to start, start with a walk. And And I also want to kind of let you let your listeners know that exercise can come in bouts of like 10 minutes. So it doesn't have to be where you set a, a, aside this large chunk of time. All the studies have shown that if it's like 10 minutes consecutively, um, that you're going to gain the benefit. So know that if, if the best you can do is start with a 10 minute walk, and if you could get, do it every day because it's such a short period of time, that would be excellent. But if you're able to kind of just break it up throughout the day even, 
um, start with 10 minutes, because if that feels more doable, like you were saying, sometimes I feel like I have a laundry list of things to do, but if you could give yourself 10 minutes, you're going to um, start reaping the benefits and it's really important there. So just know that it doesn't have to be an hour, two hours at the gym to matter. You can start at, at a smaller time frame, so you kind of are encouraged and you can fit it into your schedule easier as you make this lifestyle transition. And let's talk about consistency and accountability, because here's the thing, a lot, I mean, the things even I teach my moms with like stress management and healthy ways to deal with stress and um, overwhelm. And a lot of it comes back to habits, breaking Mm -hmm. some unhealthy habits and creating healthy habits. And so many of us know what to do, but we don't do what we know, Mm. you know, and I feel like for me in experience with things in my life, I have found when I have accountability, that's when I show up and do the work. You know, like I know that if it's just free stuff on YouTube, it's like, it's all great. The problem is I don't do it. Mm -hmm. If I, or even like, let's say even business-wise, me just doing the free stuff, like looking, it's like, yeah, but I learn it. I learn it. I feel like I'm not implementing, but when I hire a coach and I pay that coach, you bet your butt I do every single thing she tells me to do because it's costing me something and I have to show up every single week and I, you know, I'm accountable. I'm, I'm being kept accountable. And I think like I've heard the statistics that we are 90% more likely to stick with a new habit or implement something if we have accountability. Right. And I think like exercise, especially in the beginning or like changing like that lifestyle, it is so important to have accountability and a support system. What do you think about that? Oh, that's such a great point. And accountability. So I want to talk a little bit on that. If you if you're ready to exercise or strength train or do a specialty kind of exercise and it's new to you, but you know, like that's where you want to go. Hiring a coach would be the best way. One, because you want to stay safe too. And then you get to just absorb their knowledge. So like what I do, I don't mind if my clients, you know, write down the exercises or write down the routines and take them home and do them again the next week. Like that's great because they're paying for the knowledge. Like they're, they're invested in themselves. Plus then they're learning how to do it safely. So I really do advocate for that. Um, and especially if you're starting something new or something, um, that is a big undertaking, hiring that coach is so important. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a forever thing, right? If you're able to come in and absorb their knowledge and, and be serious about it and really just dedicate a set period of time, you know, maybe three months, and then that's going to carry on for you for the rest of your life. Um, that's a big deal. And that, that's the way we should really should approach coaching and, especially even with exercise, um, the way I bring my clients in, I try to give them all the information and then we kind of wean off me making all the decisions and then they make the decisions. And I kind of just kind of guide them down the path because accountability, even if you don't have a coach, if you find a girlfriend or another mama that's serious about getting healthy and you have someone to show up for, you're more likely to show up. Now, if you know it's your best friend and it's easy to bail on her, then maybe you need to pick someone that you're decently friends with, you know, but don't know so intimately because you're going to be like, oh, I can't stand them up. 
you know, so it might not be best to be like your closest or even a sister, right? Like your actual biological sister, because they're going to be loving you no matter what kind of a thing. But having somebody that you're like, oh, I, you know, they're one degree kind of removed from me. We're going through this together. Like she's encouraging me. I'm, I want to be there for her is a great way to approach it. Accountability and consistency when establishing health is excellent. And when you put the time in to do it, like let's talk, you know, the next month, next few months, when you put that time in, then if, if things go a little crazy, you know, there's seasons in life, you know, things come up, it can help carry you when you've established these great habits, they can kind of help carry you through the season of not being able to go to the gym all the time or not being able to choose the healthiest foods. Um, so making that a priority, learning those fundamentals, those keystone habits are so optimal so they can carry you through the rest of the stages of life as they happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think like, hey, mama, if you're enjoying this podcast episode and you're finding it helpful, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share it with a friend. That's how I can grow the show and expand my reach. And also, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave me a review. That would be super helpful. Thank you. Let's touch on a little bit on the food because that is a huge part of taking care of our body because yeah we can you know exercise but if we eat consume junk that's not good for us it creates all these other problems right it's working against us so i know that for moms i know i'm one of them it's like i personally don't like cooking so like that always comes to me like as a a, a dread i'm like mm -hmm. oh my goodness my kids always complain because i like to i try to cook healthy things and they're like we don't like it and they just it's been always kind of like one of those things that I'm like, if I could take one thing off my plate, I would like hire a cook, somebody that I'm like, I love to eat. I just don't like to cook. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, so if my mom or my mother-in-law is like, oh, do you want to come over for dinner? I'm like, yes, I'm coming. She's like, do you want leftovers? I'm like, yes, always a yes, always <laughs> a yes. Okay. So can you give us some tips for mamas that have maybe little kids? And they, um, cooking is always kind of like a struggle and they don't know like healthy things to cook. Maybe just like th three ideas, one for breakfast, one for lunch and one for dinner, something healthy that, um, doesn't take a ton of time and hopefully the kids might be interested in eating it. Yeah. So overall, when you think, or if you, if you're ready to kind of step into a healthy lifestyle, I love to coach my client on especially my mama's is getting more protein um, because we oftentimes as women lack enough protein throughout the day total. Um, so think about kind of like increasing your protein because that helps you build muscle and it, the more muscle you have too. And I'm not talking big and bulky ladies. I'm just talking, if you want that toned look, that tone look is muscle and it doesn't have to be big and bulky. Um, getting a little bit more protein will help put on that muscle. And then when you have that muscle, the more muscle you have burns more fat at rest. So do you see how those things kind of play together? So getting protein increase is important. And then I also say, fill that plate up with some veggies. Make sure you're having three vegetables, different colors at each meal. And that even includes breakfast. I mean, I'm still working on that one too, the veggies at breakfast kind of a thing, but trying to think and look at your plate and seeing if you're having that variety of colors because that's a variety of nutrients, minerals, vitamins, all the goodies. 
Um, and that is the way that I kind of start. And then of course the carbs kind of fill in a little bit after that, um, to kind of structure your meals. So that's just a big general guideline. And then let me get a little bit more specific. So when I, um, are, am coaching clients, I do not have, um, my mama have her food and the family have their food. Like it's all together because we're creating this healthy lifestyle and we have to teach our children. And sometimes we have to teach our husbands these things. Um, so it's always, I'm not cooking many meals. I might make a little bit of, of adjustments here. Like when I have tacos, my kids prefer quesadillas, you know, kind of things like that, but I don't create a whole new meal. So for breakfast, if your kids are into like scrambled eggs, you can always make it kind of fun and do like green eggs by throwing like a handful of spinach in the food processor, whipping up the eggs and then kind of making scrambled eggs then. Bonus, if you read the cat and hat book, like green eggs and ham, now you've done a teaching lesson and breakfast and there you go, mama, you're doing great. Um, also for breakfast, um, utilizing some of the things because you mentioned um, you don't love to cook, but like the pancakes or the Kodiak pancakes that have protein in them, um, is a great way to boost the protein while still kind of having your normal breakfast foods um, that are pretty easy. And those even come in waffles in the frozen section where you can pop them in, in the toaster oven, just like a normal um, Eggo waffle and whatnot. Yogurt parfaits are also fun too. If you let the kids kind of decorate theirs, they get to put in the fruit that they like. If you get, grab a Greek yogurt, you're getting more protein, a little bit of granola, add your carbs, and then you're, you have a complete meal that way. For lunch, um, always try to build around some veggies here because I think that it easily gets overseen. And, and, and the thing is, I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for things to be like gourmet or like a full restaurant meal. Um, there's oftentimes for lunch and for dinner that I serve my kids just raw vegetables with like hummus or my one daughter, she likes more of like a, like a salad dressing dip. So I'll give her that. And that counts as vegetables. It, it, it can be easy where you only cook like maybe, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich for the kids and then give them raw veggies and let them eat that way and continue, continue to give the children the same foods, even if they said yuck before, because especially in these younger years, like I know my two-year-old would not eat anything green and now he's three and he can, you know, do green beans and some peas and cucumbers. So he's, he's exploring again. Yeah. And like, I want to mention that I do smoothies with my kids. Perfect. I do in the morning. Um, I try to do like two days a week and like rotate like breakfast in the morning, but I'll make a smoothie. Um, it's usually, you know, like spinach, bananas. I put some dates in there, almond milk. Mm -hmm. um, I do like either cashews, a handful of cashews and like, um, I don't, and frozen mango. And um, my kids, oh, and some lemon juice, because that typically makes it taste a little bit better. Mm. But, um, and I, my kids don't like the green color. So what we do is we add like rock cacao powder you know, or cocoa powder, yeah. like the one that has no sugar, just raw. And, and then it looks chocolatey. And because of the dates, it, it kind of gives it more of a, like a chocolatey taste. And so that's kind of like, I stick to a similar recipe just because every time I try to go off of it, my kids are like, no, I don't like how it tastes. I'm like, okay, I'm coming back to the same one, <laughs> you know, that I keep doing it. And so it kind of has some, you know, 
nuts in there and then, you know, spinach. I put as much spinach as I can shove in there because spinach is good for you. And so, um, and I have my uh, kids sometimes, if they are up for it, help me make it because then they're just like a little bit part of it. But I feel like that is kind of like one of the easiest things, but I wouldn't be able to do it every day because my kids would get sick of it and I would get sick of it. But like two times a week is like, that's my goal is like two times a week we do smoothies. I think that that's great. That's perfect. And hiding the vegetables in it too. I do like um, for dinner, I would do uh, spaghetti sauce kind of with hidden vegetables. So you get out your food processor, your Ninja Bullet, your Vitamix, whatever you have. I throw, you know, a few scoops of the marinara already. Then I throw in some carrots, some um, spinach and just kind of like whirl it up. So it gets, the vegetables are very finely chopped. And then I, um, you know, mix that in with the rest of the marinara. So it kind of becomes more red and the children aren't so against I it, didn't even you know? think of that. That's such a great idea. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can hide anything in there. So sometimes when there's leftover vegetables that need to be used up, I just throw them in and then the kids are none the wiser. And um, then they're eating more nutrients in something that's very classic in many households, which is spaghetti because it's easy. Yes. Yes. How about dinner? Give us some ideas for dinner. Yeah. Um, you know, it can, it, I try to make modifications to many classics. So, you know, if, if you're going to have a hamburger, um, ha- either have that and try to find like a whole wheat bun and then top it with some veggies or pickles or try to stay away from, you know, all the added cheese or mayo and go with more like ketchup and mustard or switching out for a turkey burger too. It's going to have a lot less fat. Um, which instill all the flavors of having a hamburger. So kind of making those switches, that's something that I do often in my household um, because burgers are easy too. They're quick either on the grill or in the pan to cook up. They're usually already packaged for you, you know, if you get the, the prepared patties. So easy ways to dive into dinner. I also love like stir fries. If you put a stir fry on your menu each week, there's one meal that's already done. And then you just kind of mix it up from there. Maybe it's chicken stir fry or shrimp stir fry. And then the vegetables can change too, not only by the season and what's fresh, but kind of, you know, to pair with the meat or the protein that you're having fish in there. And then you can do rice, brown rice. You can do the um, noodles as well. Something kind of in there to kind of keep it. So it's easy. It's already done. Like, yeah, we're doing stir fry on on this day, but like what ones are we going to mix? Yeah, and I think that that's really fresh and fun and quick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And like, I know for me, I had to, years ago, I watched some food documentaries and I started to switch like a lot of the oils I was using. So I use like avocado oil a lot. And then like grass-fed butter, if I'm using like butter or coconut oil, they do have like coconut oil that doesn't taste like coconut. I think they extract the taste or something out of it. I don't use that one, but I use like, you know, regular coconut oil, but like shifting, doing like, like you said, traditional kind of recipes that people know, but just shifting maybe some of the ingredients to make it more healthy Um, or even like, you know, burger, but you can get fine grass fed, you know, beef patties that, you know, like Costco sells them in the summertime. I know for sure because I bought it there. Um, Yeah. So just like little by little shifting it and making it a little bit healthier. Yeah. And you can talk more on this 
than I can. But when we try to sit down and overhaul our whole health in like one week, like how stressed would you be? Oh my gosh. So overwhelming. So overwhelming. And that's the way I try to. And we don't stick with it for more than like a a week because it's it's too much. Yeah. You're throwing in chaos and nobody can function in chaos because you're not used to it. You haven't created and established these habits like you mentioned earlier or created these routines. That's why if you're already busy, I try to give you simple tips like the 10 minute walk to get started. And then after you kind of decide that that was good, you're ready to make the shift. We try to try to take it. We kind of try to take it in increments and same with the food, the swaps. Maybe you focus really much on getting a very healthy or more protein in on your breakfast. And then you kind of go from there. You know, you don't have to overhaul breakfast, lunch and dinner all at once because we we still need to function and I want this to be fun and able for you to maintain and sustain for all the rest of your life. Yes, thank you so much for sharing this. Now let our listeners connect with you. Where can they find you? And you do have a podcast. Let's mention that again. They can come and listen to your podcast. And um, yeah, I know you hang out on Instagram too a little bit. Yeah, thanks so much. So if you loved this talk and if you'd like more tips and easy ways to start implementing a healthy lifestyle, check out my podcast. It's the Fit Christian Woman Podcast by me, Kelsey Bryant. I'm on Instagram at KelseyB.Bryant. And then you can find my website too. I have a free resource there, the the Health Journey Starter Guide. And my website is www.Kelsey-Bryant.com. I love to connect. DM me on Instagram or send me an email from my website and um, let's chat. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll put that all in the show notes and it's going to be all right there. Hi, Mama. Here are the takeaways. We need to prioritize our physical health and see it as a lifestyle change, not a temporary thing. Number two, when we physically take care of ourselves, it supports our mental health and our spiritual health. Number three, it is important to be aligned, our body, soul, and spirit, and not just focus on one area. Number four, we need to honor God with our bodies. The Bible tells us to do that. Number five, let's start moving your body in a way that you enjoy and starting small. Number six, one of the tips to implement more vegetables and nutrients in your meals is to mix it in with meals you already make. And number seven, if you try to change a bunch of things at once, it will become very overwhelming and you will not be able to stick with it. So little steps in the right direction. Hi friend, did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.